0: Welcome to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. A little later in the show, we are going to talk about a new show on PBS that is using family photo albums to tell larger personal and historical stories, and they're doing it right here in the city of Detroit. You're going to want to stay tuned to hear about uh, that show and maybe how you might be able to get involved with it. But up front, when it comes to big projects involving development downtown and involving tax dollars downtown, it seems like nothing really comes easy here in the city of Detroit. Then again, maybe it shouldn't come easy when you're dealing with millions of dollars and hundreds of thousands of lives. The Pistons' recent decision to move downtown into the Little Caesars Arena next season has been met with both excitement and fierce resistance City council recently approved about 35 million dollars in bonds to support the move through De- Detroit's downtown Development Authority but council member Mary Sheffield who represents district 5 here in Detroit she voted in favor of the measure but she's faced some serious backlash since that vote critics say voters should be able to decide for themselves when that money is used and what it's used for, and they say taxpayers should not be subsidizing billionaires like Tom Gorris who want to move their teams to shiny new arenas. Sheffield released a three-page statement yesterday about those concerns and why she will not reconsider her vote, which is something that she said she might do last week. Joining me now to talk about this controversy is Mary Sheffield, Detroit City Council Member representing District 5. Uh, Councilwoman, welcome to Detroit Today.
1: Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for having
0: me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I, I think... I really admire the the sort of soul searching that I feel like you're doing uh, in this process because I think it represents both sides of this issue and the way that so many of us are torn about issues like this. All of us are excited about the things that are happening in downtown Detroit, the way it's changing, the people who... I desperately want to join in and help move it forward, like the Detroit Pistons. Uh, at the same time, how do we do that in a way that helps the rest of the city, and how do we do that in a way that's that's just in a way that uses tax dollars to their maximum benefit? And I, I, I first of of all I want to give you some credit up front for going through that exercise in a really public way. I think you've you've been really honest about. How torn you are and how difficult a decision this is uh and, and not everybody not everybody is willing to do that so the, so that's that's first but but I also want to give you a chance uh right now to talk about what your position is right now on this uh, and why you didn't end up uh changing your mind
1: yeah so I uh, thank you again for for having me on I think you know as people have watched you know in the public this definitely has been a uh, very very hard vote for me thus far, probably the hardest vote that I have taken in my four-year term. Um, But but over the last, you know, week or so, when we started getting the calls and the emails, a lot of the concerns, honestly, were, you know, on a lot of misinformation. Um, You know, asking questions like, why can't that $34.5 million be used in my community? You know, why are you taking my tax dollars uh, in subsidizing a billionaire and why is money being diverted from the school system and just some of the information is not true. Like for example, uh, the thirty-four point five million billion cannot be used because of state law. Uh, on anything else um, besides projects within the DDA district uh, money um, essentially is not being taken away from our current DPS school system and a lot of people are missing that from the conversation I think they're getting confused thinking that current students who are attending DPS that this has an impact on them uh, and it just really does not and so uh, really just trying to hear the concerns I, I do want to say that I, I definitely understand um, the-, the sentiments around you know we are struggling in our Neighborhood. We are struggling outside of downtown and midtown, and we continue to, you know, provide. Uh, subsidies to billionaires or to these projects that are not benefiting benefiting us in the community. And so that's why after hearing those concerns that I believe were very valid uh, and making sure that there's tangible community benefits because of this project uh, that I proposed the Neighborhood Investment Fund. Um, and it will not solve all the issues, but I believe it's a step in the right direction to begin to try to make a correlation between what is taking place downtown and midtown with the new uh, arena and making sure that a percentage of that Income and revenue is going to directly go back into uh, inner city communities.
0: Yeah, uh, let's talk more generally about that balance and that relationship between downtown uh, and the neighborhoods. Some people say, "Why do we? Why do we need a DDA that functions this way?" In other words, uh, yes, the process and the rules say that uh, when you have a development authority like this, the the revenue that's generated <coughs> has to be spent. The tax dollars have to be spent on downtown projects. Should it should it be that way? Why why aren't we talking about uh, not, doing it differently? Yes. Yeah, go ahead.
1: And I actually think that that is a, a very very great great question, a great point that I wish we could begin to really start to have conversations around. I know it was formed back almost in nineteen, I think seventy four, when uh-huh. you know Coleman Young was really a big big huge support and advocate. Uh, of this DDA. Uh, but let me just say for the record, back in 2014, uh, when I was seeing projects come before council and they captured uh, both uh, Detroit Public Schools, libraries, Wayne County Community College, taxes, I submitted a resolution to urge the state uh, to be able to uh, withhold DPS libraries in Wayne County from any captures uh, moving forward. So I do think that it is a conversation that we should have. I have been visiting uh, prior to this to begin to have that conversation and have we, how we as a city can be, begin to look at, um, removing, you know, our precious institutions like Detroit Public Schools and Wayne County from tax captures. But I think that is, this, you know, the DDA is a creature of the state. Um, and I think that this issue, uh, if we move forward and do not believe that it's the, the right, right way to go, uh, some of these conversations and some of this fight needs to take place in Lansing. It has and to it happen in changing Lansing. changing that
2: law.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Mary Sheffield, Detroit City Council member representing District 5. We're talking about uh, the conversation, the current debate over. Why and how the city ought to help the Detroit Pistons move downtown into Little Caesars Arena. About $35 million uh, in subsidy is part of the package uh, that the Pistons are putting together with the city. A lot of people think that does not make a lot of sense. Why should a billionaire like Tom Gorse, who owns the Detroit Pistons, get tax money uh, as a way of luring him downtown? Think about the things that go on in our neighborhoods where we have abandoned houses that the money that the city doesn't always have the money to tear down. Think about the things that go wanting in our public schools. Should we be thinking about this in different ways? Should we be thinking about ways to make those things happen easier uh, and make it a little harder for billionaires to get? subsidies uh, when they move downtown or do we sort of need to think of this in a much more holistic way that we, we need incentives to get people to move their businesses downtown, create jobs, create economic activity and we need to do better. Uh, in the neighborhoods. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll work your comments into the conversation. Tell us what you think about the idea of the Pistons getting this money. Do you think that will benefit the city in a way that will end up benefiting everybody, or do we need to rethink this and make those benefits look much more direct? Ron on Facebook says, uh, tax subsidies for billionaire owners or professional sports teams are ridiculous. Money like this could be used in at least a dozen ways more beneficial to Detroit citizens. Um, Let's go to Anthony in Detroit. Anthony, welcome to Detroit today. Thank
3: you for taking my call. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, America Park, board fill the casinos. It's not just the tax money. It's the free land that you've given these people. It is disingenuous and intellectually dishonest to continue to say that this is for the benefit of the city when it's not. These people don't even live in the city or vote for you, but you screw over the residents by giving away valuable resources and assets to billionaires and then you come on these shows and try to explain it away but what it really is is after your political career is done these are the people that you're going to go work for so you're building up your future capital for your next career Uh,
0: anthony anthony i appreciate the call i appreciate the comments even even though they're pretty pointed i I, I absolutely will yeah no go ahead go ahead
1: Oh, so when he when he mentions the land, I think, you know, that that's a great point. And I want to mention I've only been a council for uh, the last four years, and I'm not sure what land you're referring to that I gave away. Um, but the Illegis have acquired a lot of land within that DDA district as well. And mm-hmm. so uh, the fact that they own the land, they're going to be sitting on the land as well, too, uh, that gave them um, really the opportunity as well, too, to move forward with the project, because they do primarily own most of the land that's in the DDA district, which means their property actually is the property where the tax taxes would take place, and essentially they will be the ones whose taxes will be going back to pay off like $34.5 million in bonds. Yeah. And You know, I, I just also want to say this. My name has been out there a lot regarding this entire deal, Um, but if anyone knows me as a councilwoman and the work that I have done as far how I have voted, um, and the things that I've done regarding working for uh, the low-income people in this family, in this city, the least of the uh, the initiatives and, and ordinance that I have put forward, I would encourage you to go look at that. Um, there's never going to be a time when any elected official, uh, you and your constituents agree on everything. Yeah. Uh, but my record is solid on what I've done. As uh, far as firing, I would like to, to continue that work. Yeah. So, I- um
0: Mm-hmm. What about what about Anthony's point about basically he's saying, look, if you look at what we've done in the last say 20 years downtown with with Comerica Park, with Ford Field, uh, that that the land combined with the subsidies for that somehow makes them uh, deals that we're on the on the on the wrong side of. In other words, I think he's questioning what the benefits ultimately were. I think anybody who's lived here a long time knows that downtown is different because of those yeah. things, but is the city different because of those things? Are, are we better off as Detroiters, those of us who live here, because of those things? How do, how do you make that case to us?
1: So I would like to believe that there has been job creation uh, because of the um, sports facilities downtown. I would like to believe that there has been an increase. Uh, in, um, the property values within the area that has probably spread beyond that area. Um, but let me just say, you know, I, I was not here when You
2: didn't
0: vote on those Joe things. Lewis, and, right. You
1: know, I'm, I'm focusing on the, the future, moving forward with the city of Detroit. And, you know, there's gonna be job creations with this proposal. There's going to be an increase in property values. There's going to be uh, a benefit and to ensure that. Uh, that is why I am creating this neighborhood investment fund because people often want to know what is it, how is it going to benefit, you know, people outside of downtown and midtown, and that's why I think it's important to divert the salaries, uh, the income salaries of the Detroit Pistons and the staff uh, to a neighborhood investment fund. To neighborhood investment, believe-
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. yeah. Uh, what What do you think is the prospect for your fellow council members to to adopt that? Uh, what, what's been the feedback?
1: So everyone is supportive of it. Um, we had a very, very we had a two-hour conversation at the council table about it yesterday. Uh, the only issue that we were trying to work out was more technical details uh, as far as who is going to actually build a proposed projects. Um, is it going to, you know, we didn't want to have the focus to be more from the administration and the mayor. Council wants to have the authority uh, to be able to control the fund and make sure that there's project, neighborhood projects, and neighborhood issues mm-hmm. uh, that we can propose uh, as far as it relates to the fund. Yeah. So I think it's, I have full support of my council members.
0: Okay, we are uh, talking with Mary Sheffield, Detroit City Council member representing District 5, about the controversy surrounding the Detroit Pistons move from uh, Auburn Hills to downtown Detroit, Uh, $34.5 million is uh, part of the package that will help subsidize that move into downtown Detroit. What do you think about that? Do you think that's the way we ought to grow downtown Detroit and grow Detroit more generally? Or ought we be thinking more about direct subsidies for neighborhoods, neighborhood projects, things that need to be done desperately in parts of the city. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Let's go to Eric in Detroit. Eric, welcome to Detroit today.
3: Hey, good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Councilwoman. Uh, I actually happen to live in your district. Um, So I I appreciate you actually addressing the fact that there's a a larger conversation that needs to be had about this. My question is, My question is, how much um, influence does council or any of our really elected officials have over uh, what kind of projects get funded um, by the DDA? I mean, because while there is an argument certainly to be made for um, having an entity that promotes development within a specific area, there really is very little uh, data to support the notion that a stadium – Actually, helps uh, a, a community. Uh, it, it might make more. It makes more sense to support other kind of developments. I would think um, stadiums would be really far down the list, particularly when you consider that the people who are who are building them have the resources to do it themselves if they so chose.
0: Yeah, uh, Eric, that is a really great question, uh, uh, Councilwoman. Talk about the relationship between. City Council, the people we elect to make decisions about how things should go in the city of Detroit and the DDA, which is, uh, my understanding is it's sort of a quasi-public agency. It's not It's not directly answerable to, to our elected officials, is it?
1: No, I mean, not at all. I mean, they have a board, they, they meet. Um, They make decisions. I know they had a a very, very uh, robust conversation and detailed process when it it comes to the uh, proposed development with the Pistons. And so um, I I do want it to be mentioned that, you know, this Pistons deal was negotiated uh, and talked about for quite some time. Mm -hmm. Um, It was heavily negotiated before it came to the council table. And I understand that we still do have the opportunity to vote it up or vote it down. Um, A lot of the, you know, moving pieces and things are moving before before it came to the City Detroit City Council table. Um, and so I think, you know, ultimately, we do have a right, you know, check and balance to do our due diligence on the work that um, has been done prior to us, but this is what both the DDA, uh, the administration, our mayor who negotiated the deal with the business, uh, believed what was, what was best for the City Detroit for long term. Yeah. Um, and so and that's what we took the information um, and made our decision um, from there. Again, I understand the argument of, you know, how does it benefit community? And I think with the increase, a lot of stuff that people are talking about when they say, you know, we want more police officers on the street. We mm-hmm. want to see that things happen in our community. That happens when we have an increase in our tax base. Sure. And I don't think anyone can at least deny that when the Pistons come downtown, when the arena opens, there will be an increase in our tax base, which we can then in turn take that to support neighborhood issues and quality of
3: life issues
0: within the city of Detroit. Yeah. Uh, Brian, Brian in Detroit, welcome to Detroit Today. Uh, how y'all doing today? Good. How are you?
3: All right. I, I'm a long-time resident of Detroit. I moved back from South Carolina. And um, I was wondering, are there any full-time jobs at these uh, arenas that pay Detroiters a decent wage? Most of the jobs I see are, like, vendors, part-time jobs. that pay, like, you know, maybe, say, $10 an hour at the mm-hmm. max. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're – and then the, the executive-type jobs, they probably go to – people from the suburbs people with the qualifications to, to do these jobs yeah how do you get training to be a full-time employee at these stadiums that we pay so much tax money to
0: right brian that's a, that's a really great question uh, councilwoman uh, speak to the to the job dimension of this it's one of the things that people argue is the reason to do things like this is that it does create jobs mm-hmm. are, are are there good jobs for detroiters involved in projects like this
1: I, I believe so. I, I believe there job, are jobs, there are good jobs to be I think there's a combination of both full time and part-time. Um, I don't believe that, you know, this arena is going to solve all of our job issues. But I think not even just the arena in itself, the ancillary development that takes place around the arena. So you have other things like, you know, restaurants, hotels, you have a retail and commercial that is taking place in the entire entertainment district. So that's mm-hmm. a catalyst project, which means, you know, it's going to spread Around that entire ancillary project. So the arena in itself, yes, it will create, uh, jobs, but it's also development that I believe that will, uh, spur because, um, that will be also, uh, created because of the, uh, development in itself. And so, uh, you know, they just had a job fair. It was 1,800 jobs, uh, that were available through, uh, Joe mm-hmm. Lewis that they, um, promoted at the Joe Lewis job fair. And of those jobs, 61%, uh, were Detroiters that were hired. And so, um, I do believe they're good paying jobs. I think some of them are part time. Uh, but I believe it's getting people hired, getting people to work, uh, and I believe it's a step in the right direction. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Brian, again, thanks very much uh, for the call and the question. Let's go to Marlena in Detroit. Marlena, welcome to Detroit today.
2: Hi. Actually, some of my comments have already been addressed, but I would like to amplify them because I think that it's important to note the previous callers suggested that there wasn't clear data to support stadium economics, but I would go further to say that there's clear data, which is actually counter- stadium economics not only do we see that it doesn't work for the public but also there are corollary problems that arise for example the crime rates around arenas tend to expand um by about uh uh, you know 10 to 20 percent nine in some cases as high as nine times as much and also I, i hear the councilwoman continue to say that she believes so when asked about jobs but you know this is a metric And we should be looking at metrics, and they're available. And the fact that they may not be available tells me that there's a problem with either how we're approaching the question or about what we're choosing to focus on in the analysis, because in most cases, the jobs are part-time, they're low-income, they do not include benefits. And the statistic of 61% of Detroiters is a little misleading, because while that may be true that 61% of Detroiters still doesn't tell us about the quality of jobs, and it also doesn't tell us that some of those jobs might be temporary construction jobs, for sure. example, that won't parlay into a longer permanent position. And lastly, I'd just like to say that there's a myth in Detroit about the funding that's available to small businesses. Uh, it's not available. There are a lot of programs that are not being truly funded by banks, and that we know the data is very clear that a resilient economic system, just like a resilient ecosystem, is based on diversity and small businesses. Sure. Instead of putting all your money into one pot with these monoculture or mono-economic solutions, that when they fail or when they get bored or want to move on, there's nothing to replace them. They leave a huge hole that's really hard to fill.
0: Yeah, Marlena, that's a really interesting set of ideas and comments. I appreciate your calling and sharing. The, the one I would push back on is is the crime thing. I think uh, most people tell you that the safest place in the city most most of the time is, in fact, around the stadiums. That has to do probably with the density that uh, that they've helped create, but also with the extra police attention that stadiums get. But but I but I take your point that that we ought to be looking at data. To try to make uh, to try to make these decisions. Uh, Councilwoman, I want you to respond to her point about small businesses and the support for small businesses here in Detroit. We've seen some philanthropic efforts do that. Uh, Mm -hmm. There are a couple of government programs doing that. But I think her point is, why not focus more on that than on uh, than on big projects like this?
1: So I think think it doesn't have to be one or the other. I think we could be focusing on both. And I think the support of this arena does not say that we as a city or that we as a council member do not support our small businesses. And, in fact, I know the mayor has rolled out initiatives like the Motor City Match program where we're investing back every quarter, you know, five hundred thousand dollars into small business. Who's to say that, you know, with this arena and a part of this negotiation process was that small businesses and vendors and uh local contractors can come and apply and come to the job there to be a part of some of the retail and opportunities that are going to be presented because of this development. And so I don't think it has to be, you know, one or the other and I don't believe that just because the thirty four point five was allocated to this project uh, that we can't continue to look for and find and support and, and provide incentives, uh, to small businesses as well too. Um, and then this idea I know you mentioned before, uh, uh, Stephen that, you know, well, why are we providing uh, tax incentives in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, I i from the Planning and Economic Development Committee, and I constantly see, you know, tax abatements, OPRAs, commercial rehabilitation districts, all types of incentives that we are providing uh, for small businesses and, and companies to move into our communities and our commercial thoroughfares within our neighborhood. So it is happening. Yeah. Should it be happening more? Uh, yes. In fact, it should be, and I think we're going to continue to do that. But at this at this point, the information that has been provided to me. Uh, the data in DEGC has done a report. Uh, they do have numbers. It was a 50, 60 page report that I can provide to your listeners and I'll put that up on my page that it is a, a economic benefit to the city and for the long term of Detroit. Yeah. Uh, we believe that this was the best way to go.
0: Yeah. So. Okay. Councilwoman Mary Sheffield, representing District 5 here in the city. Thank you very much for Thank being you. with us. Yeah, absolutely. All right, up next, time. we're going to keep talking about DDAs. We're going to talk about how other cities work with tax dollars to fund to fund uh, development. Uh, stay with us and stay with us on the phones. Jim in Detroit, Paul in Oakland County will get to you. Stay with us on Detroit Today.